Frustrated with toxic people, they can't see how much they hurt me. I just want this chaos to cease. Here's your host, Dr. Shayla, my source for how to live a life of peace. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity. Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them. It's about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. This is episode 27, how to deal with difficult clients after the fact. Now, last week I went a bit AWOL. There's some circumstances that came up, so I didn't post anything. Even so, I did read emails. Some of them I've responded to, some of them I'm trying to respond to because you all have a lot on your minds. When it comes to dealing with toxic people, people tell me stories. I mean, I get these long emails and I read them folks. The one who talked about baby mama drama, I haven't responded to yours yet, but I will get to it. Trust me. But today I want to respond specifically to someone who talked about having difficult clients and not just difficult clients, but ones who come back and complain after the work is done, you've done everything. You think it's over. And then they come back maybe a year, maybe two years later with some complaint and it kind of catches you off guard. Now there's a lot going on in this particular email and it reads a lot like my experiences I've had with clients and with students too. And that is you put your all into something. You're saying that, you know, I, what I do, I put more effort into it than someone else in my industry only to have the clients be ungrateful or they don't pay on time and this, that, and the other thing. And of course I've dealt with that too, but what you have to realize, no matter how much of a good job you do, there are people who will find something to complain. People like to pick a fight. And when people do that, the question is, okay, what's really going on here? All right. So let me address that specific question. And that is how do you deal with clients once everything is done? And then after the fact, they want to come back and bring a complaint. Now there are a lot of unknown variables here. I don't have the whole story and I don't know what you had in writing beforehand, but I can tell you this just in general. If someone comes back to you after a certain amount of time, no matter how much time goes by and they want to complain about something, Here's something that should be your mantra. And that is do not operate at a disadvantage. Let me say it again. Do not operate at a disadvantage. What that means is if someone comes back to you and complain, you're kind of at a disadvantage there. I'll give you an example. I had someone, you know, I used to, I used to do a lot of freelancing back in the day and someone said, well, uh, Shayla, your instructions are confusing. I'm at a disadvantage because I don't know what this person is talking about. What do you mean? So I immediately came back and said, okay, in order for me to understand this, tell me what aspect of these instructions is confusing. I never heard from that person again. So here's what happened. I basically created a win-win scenario when someone complains and they're not very clear about what it is they're complaining about, you have to call them out. We kind of live in the society where people just don't, people almost don't expect to get called out on things. And if you call them out on it, that's almost enough to stop it. I said, almost whatever this person is complaining about it, say, okay, I don't know how this is worded. I don't know how that email is worded, but if let's say expectations weren't met, send an email said, okay, in order for me to understand that, what wasn't met or what expectations were not met? What wasn't done? Make sure they tell you. 
And if they go radio silent, well, there you go. But what happens if they email you back and they do answer the question, but again, it's vague. Let's say if you were writing an article for me, you are writing a 500 word article about roses. All right. And you give it to me and I come back to you and say, the article's not good. Well, <laughs> what do you mean? It's not good. What exactly about this article is not good. See, that's how you would respond to that. And if I come back and say, well, I paid you for 500 words, but you gave me 450. Well, there you go. It's simple. It's quantifiable. So if you can quantify, I don't know if that works in your specific situation concerning what you do for a living and bless you for what you do for a living, but let people tell you what the issue is. And if they're vague, if they continue to be vague and they just will not pinpoint anything, then you might have to say, I cannot move forward and be careful how you word that. Don't say, I can't, re I, I can't resolve this. If you say, well, in order for me to resolve this, I need this information. Then you're, you've kind of put yourself in that position where you're going to solve a problem. You don't even know what that problem is. I've had one person tell me, promise you'll do this for me. Uh, I said, okay, what is this? What is this thing you want me to do? Oh no, promise first. And then I'll tell you, I said, no, I'm not doing that. I refuse. Tell me what you want. And then I'll tell you whether I can do it or not. But in the meantime, just say, help me to understand in order for me to understand, I need this information. And if they won't tell you, and if they keep beating around the bush, say, I cannot respond to this until you give me the information. I need this information and leave it at that. Now people say, should I block them? Well, I don't. Because if something comes up later, if there's a, an issue that comes up later, then I have all the emails, whether you respond to that, I'll leave that up to, for your judgment. But in my situation, I don't respond. Once I give, once I put that forth, please explain something to me. And they keep beating around the bush. I just say, look, I cannot understand this without this specific information. I need that. I will respond back to you when I get that information. And I leave it at that. Now, whether you leave it at that or not, that's up to you. It's up to your judgment. Because like I said, I don't know how this email is worded. I don't know what was done or what wasn't done. And whatever you do, stay on topic. So sometimes people just like to pick a fight. They're not doing this because they want a resolution. They're doing this because they just like the chaos they cause. Now, is that the situation here? I don't know. Maybe they really do want a resolution. I'm not sure. But if they're the type that want chaos, how can you tell? Because they won't pinpoint anything down. They're nebulous. You can never nail down anything with these people. So you have to stay on target. I was debating someone. And then that individual said, well, I'm entitled to my opinion to which my response is, when did I say you weren't? Is that really the topic here? Is that really what we're talking about? Whether or not you're entitled to your opinion. And then I got back on track. See, stay on track. And if they say, well, contractor X or freelancer X is doing this, they're like, okay, well, you know, you don't have to say it the way I'm saying it, but you know, here, this is the gist of it. You're free to go to that person, but these are my rules. See, you have to have those boundaries. It goes back to what I was saying about why toxic people target you. And they do so because you have these positive traits and they take advantage. People tell me, Shayla, you're stingy. I said, no, I'm not stingy. I'm generous with boundaries because I will help someone, but to an extent, at some point I have to leave people to make their own decisions. So let me recap here. When you're dealing with the client after the fact, after all the work is done and then they come back and they want to complain or do all this other stuff, do not operate at a disadvantage. Let them tell you specifically what happened. If they cannot, then you must make a decision whether or not to move forward with that conversation, but make it clear that you cannot understand without that information. And if they are clear about it, 
then you can proceed from there. Don't just have them throwing shots at you and then duck under cover. And then you're trying to solve the situation. You can't do it because you're operating as a disadvantage. You don't have all the information. All right. All the other things that was mentioned in this email about, you know, doing a good job and it is disheartening when you do a good job and someone just doesn't appreciate it. I get that. But the unfortunate reality is that some people are like that. Okay. So, and this goes back to that episode about expectations. Okay. So I'll direct you to that and direct you to the episode about why toxic people target you. So I hope this helped you out. And for anyone else listening who happens to be a freelancer or you're doing a side hustle, that if you're dealing with the client who comes back to you after the fact that remember, do not operate at a disadvantage. All right. So until next time, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care. Go to the toxic people detox.com. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity.